Welcome to That's So Retrograde. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And I'm Elizabeth Cott. And I think we just came in on the uh, new That's So Retrograde theme song. Oh, because Oops, You Did It Again is so retrograde? You know, revisiting old patterns. Oops, I did it again. Oops. <laughs> it's a retrograde. Well, luckily, Whoops. Uh, we're out of the retrograde. January 26, 2016. We are done with retrograde, although, according to Ambi, we have a little shadow moment happening, so maybe let's not jump too quickly into new things. Right. I believe she said February 14th is when we'd be in the clear. I know. And do not think that just because February 14th is Valentine's Day means anything. So we're piggybacking on last week's episode. Mm Mm-hmm. It's another episode about our periods. Well, turns out a lot of people get their periods. Yeah, who listen to this show. Yeah, and people Fancy who... that. Also, people who know people who get their periods listen to the show. Yeah. Which is so gross. Reproductive health. <laughs> um, and also, I just feel like it's such a shunned conversation that two episodes in one podcast is just the bare minimum of what we should really be exploring exactly. on this topic. That's so retrograde gets their period. Um, a web series <laughs> it's just me and you crying and eating for f- seven days <laughs> yeah um and then we also uh have thematically linked interview this week with the founders of this great tampon delivery service lola right because we learned recently all of the gross stuff that's in these store-bought tampons that if we're not reading the labels, it's like actually really disgusting. I mean, recently, I, I would really urge you guys to go to a Rite Aid or CVS and just pick up your a box of, you know, Tampax or whatever and read the ingredients. And it says a lot of times the first ingredient is bleach or the second ingredient. And then it will say like mixed fibers, which is just like, what in the hell am I putting up there? And these girls are super knowledgeable. They've launched a business revolving yeah. around the feminine care product industry in a safe and responsible yeah, way. Yeah, and they've got a ton of knowledge to drop in. Also, we love us some entrepreneurs. Yeah. And honestly, the idea that you can just wake up on the morning of your period and a box of tampons will be at your door is amazing because I I know that we've had this conversation, but it's always like a surprise. So, it's a great way just to like I try to put a little asterisk on my calendar for the day that I got it. When I first got my period, I would do like a big red dot. And I was just like, mm, we're being a little overt there, Steph. I think everyone's going to know what that is. <laughs> just chill out. Uh, so funny. So why don't we like get to that interview mm-hmm. with the Lola founders? Sure. And then we'll jump right back in with Elisa Vitti. Yeah, she's got – this next part is we go a little deeper. Yeah. It's a little grosser from my, my perspective. Continuing the flow. Yeah. If Ooh, you will. puns. Yes, that's a retrograde. So let's welcome to the show Jordana Keir and Alex Friedman, the founders of Subscription Tampon Service. Hola. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming and developing a product that's safe to insert into our bodies. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah, is that nice to, like, not yeah. have to think about it anymore? Yeah. <laughs> So talk to us, for those of you guys who don't know, Lola is a tampon subscription, much like a magazine, but it gets delivered monthly. Okay. So it's basically the the best type of subscription um, <laughs> that you know you always need. Yeah. Um, and the way it works is that you can customize the assortment of the actual box of 18 tampons. Amazing. I, hate, with all the, I hate when it comes with the supers, and I'm like, not going to use those. Uh, you're, well, now you're just showing off. <laughs> I don't have a heavy flow. I don't. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so you can customize the box of 18 and pick one or two boxes to be delivered every one or two months. So it's really, Alex and I wanted to build this, um, you know, as flexibly for, you know, for ourselves as our own customers. So how did this idea come to you guys? So originally the idea was more about just delivery. We, we thought to ourselves, we know we need these products every month. Why are we still running out to the drugstore? Um, no, it's know. honestly like a thing with every single girl. We were just talking about this where I was like, I was on a plane last month and I had my period and now it's the same thing again. And she's like, that's the thing with your period. <laughs> like, it's like no matter how old you get, you forget that it's going to happen every month. Totally. It's insane. It's just, it's, well, and it's, and you know, obviously Alex and I have thought deeply about periods and tampons. And I think, you know, when you get your period, you are confronted with it, you have to deal with it, and then you kind of just want to forget about it, so you do. It's an act of blackout. It actually is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're like, hey, to... we're done with that for right <laughs> yeah. now. And scene. <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, originally the idea was like, well, why, why, like, we deserve more than this. And so mm. let's build a subscription service that is that is customized down to you know the tampon but also is something that really will work for for each individual woman um and when we started to do more research into where we could source our product and how we wanted to build the brand um we realized that the fda just doesn't require companies to fully disclose all of the ingredients in these products and you know forget starting a business as consumers we just thought that was um, really terrifying. shocking and terrifying mm-hmm. and and realized that the opportunity was bigger than just the delivery. It was about the message that we wanted to convey um, both as, you know, our own customers, but also, um, you know, as just people who wanted to bring the, the topic to light. So tampons are not generally non-toxic? So we don't know what's in the vast majority of tampons. So when you look at a box of tampons, it typically says something like ingredients may contain, and then it will list a variety of things, rayon, polyester, a number of other things may be listed, but the oh, yeah. FDA doesn't require those brands to disclose comprehensive ingredients. And so our brand is really built around transparency, where we say on the side of the box, it's 100% cotton, and we want women to feel really good about what they're using. Are you guys aware of the risks involved in the, I, I like on your website, I said mystery ingredients. <laughs> what are the risks of something like rayon or polyester or fucking cigarette butts? Like, what? I don't know what's in them. It's so scary. <laughs> I just feel like it could be anything at this point. Like, what, what are we dealing with? So we don't we don't know. We can't speak for the other brands. We're right. not a hundred percent certain what they're made out of and you know, there haven't been comprehensive clinical studies done to determine, you know, what's safe for women. So we you know, in the absence of data that's that tells us what's safe, we prefer to go with something natural and a fiber that we understand. Thank you. The touch appreciate the that feel guys. It's good. <laughs> um so when did you guys start Lola? So we officially launched the business this past July. So we've been, what's almost six months. Oh, Mazel tov. Thank, Thank you. Now it's going to get serious. I know. After six months. That's great. And what were you doing? Well, we're going to move in together. Yeah. <laughs> are we? <laughs> we are. Sync your cycles. What were you guys up oh, to? Oh, they've been synced. <laughs> they are For synced. a long time. Oh. <laughs> we were going to ask that's, you. That's one of the questions. <laughs> so sync cycles, perfect. What were you guys doing before that synced up? 
So we've been, well, we were working on Lola for a little bit over a year before the business launch. So we've been working together for a long time at this point. Our cycles have been synced for a very long time. Um, Before that, I was working at an ad tech startup and also had worked in consulting and investing. And I was just finishing up business school um, and didn't want a real job. I wanted to start my own thing. Beautiful. Mm. We love that. Have you guys tried Diva Cups? We have. We've, we've we've decided that in order to really know the ins and outs of this business, we have to product test everything. Yeah. And what's the um, consensus on on the Diva Cup? Yeah. So we basically, so so every time our periods arrive, we try something new. And I think for mo- for most <laughs> really? of our yeah for most of our yeah. lives, our Tell period would arrive, and we would be like. Ah, this is the worst time of month. I'm so miserable. And now it arrives and we're really excited. Like, uh, if you looked at my desk right now, you would see the pile of products I'm excited to test so later what else this is week. There? Um, so Diva Cup is one of the products. Jordana tried the, use, the reusable cups. I tried Diva Cup. Um, we actually... Wait, 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 wait. No, I tried Difference. the disposable pack. Oh, the disposable, right, okay. not the reusable. Yeah, so we rock, paper, scissored for who had mine to try Mine was reusable. <laughs> yeah, Alex had to try the reusable one. Okay. And I tried the... They're called soft cups. So they're actually... You, like, throw them out after the day. And... Do we like this... Blood collecting I can, system. I can see the value. It was a very, it was a little bit of a tough thing f- for me to embrace. Yeah, like, for my full, you know, cycle and. They were, it, they worked. You know, it was an effective way yeah. to get through a period. But I wouldn't say that as somebody who's used a tampon or a pad my whole life that it felt completely like natural to me. Did you feel like a diva? Uh, I felt like a diva, and it came with a pin that I wore. Shut up. And okay. then she put on me. <laughs> By I and wore, I, I mean I put it on your jacket. Yeah, and I didn't notice that it was there for like two weeks. So now any, if we see a, someone walking around with a pin that says diva on it, you we gotta know say, what they're up to. You got to say, you know what they're you wearing up to? the diva cup right now? Yeah. That's what you have to ask. Show them. me your diva cup. <laughs> Show me your diva cup. What else on the market? Yeah, what other products like are there experimentally for period maintenance? So they're not all totally experimental. So we've tried some of the, you know, underwear, period oh, underwear. Yeah, um, and dear that? Kate. Okay. And? and? Um, like it. We're, I mean, we're tampon users yeah. through and through. <laughs> I, would, I think I'm on that boat. I think I'm there. With yeah. Tampons. I mean, the vision for the company is to be able to sell or provide kind of any product that a woman may need, um, you know, depending on her preference. So if she wanted, you know, a Lola cup, maybe we would have mm-hmm. that or, you mm-hmm. know, pads and liners or something we're thinking a lot about right now. Right. Um, I mean, the vision is to be kind of that go-to brand from the time you get your period to, you know, menopause and beyond. Um, and so for us, that doesn't stop at tampons. It's just kind of where we started. What I love about Lola tampons is that I have been a longtime subscriber of organic tampons and mm-hmm. also... I like OBs, even though I'm a little bit freaked out now that I know all the information. But the problem with organic tampons is that when you use the applicator, it's like it's cardboard and it gets stuck and it's like it's like a janky mm-hmm. situation. I have to like twist the applicator and then like when I put it in, like it might not go through. It's like a it's so annoying. And with you guys, you are offering the same benefit, but with like Playtex quality plastic. applicator, yeah, plastic, like, yes. very sleek easily inserted. Sorry, all these words are so vaginal, but it's true. The packaging itself is really chic. Love the whole whole branding behind that. How did you guys come up with the name Lola? Two reasons. I think we were first really looking for a name that was kind of sassy and simple and didn't remind you at first glance of your period at all. 
it all also happens to be the name of my husband's late grandmother, so it felt like there was also a nice personal connection. Lola's she actually what I named tampons. my belly in college. Oh, yeah. Lola was what? When I named my belly in college, like when I got really fat. <laughs> That's a stuff. really nice name. Yeah. Um, we, na- mean, we named the business after your belly. After my belly. Thank <laughs> yeah. you guys so much. You're welcome. <laughs> when we looked around our own bathrooms, we saw that all of the products we used as grown women looked beautiful and reflected our current tastes and preferences. And tampons were the one kind of eyesore in the bathroom where we felt like it didn't reflect who we were in our late 20s or early 30s. And we really wanted the brand to be something that women were proud to leave out. We don't want tampons to be something that you shove under the sink anymore. Um, And in order to help women embrace that, we really had to make the box look like something she might want to leave out. And she wouldn't care. And in fact, she might be proud of it. She is. She is. (laughs) Actually, I had... I I bought Playtex stamps probably like a year and a half ago, and I tweeted about it just because they I could tell them aggressively trying to make their packaging like hip, like the 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 package like hot pink, hot green, hot blue. Like, I'm like you're really trying to make tampons happen. Uh, yeah, <laughs> again, but your guys is much more subtle and it's relaxed. Thank I don't want to party with my tampons. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but you like want to take a nice like bubble bath with your tampons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want a exactly. spa day with them. Totally. And like rub really luxurious lotion on yourself after. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. So in the construction of the product, were you guys very hands-on and in obviously from the branding and the packaging, but also to the tampon itself? Like what were the, the key points that it had to hit other than obviously being natural product? What else? So we need we wanted to sell a tampon that was 100% natural cotton um, because cotton is a fiber that we've used in all elements of things that have touched our skin for our whole lives, and it's something that we trust. Um, we also wanted to sell a tampon in a plastic applicator because a majority of American women actually prefer plastic. and um, way easier. And, and we personally have used plastic yes. for a long time, and we felt like you shouldn't have to compromise on comfort and to get a product that you wanted to use. And so eventually we plan to have cardboard applicator, non-applicator. We really want to serve all women, but for our first product to market, we wanted to really bring the woman who cares about what she puts in her body and cares about comfort a product that she could use. Yeah, I love that you guys are writing that line, like where it's modern, but it makes, it's responsible. Yeah. And that's, I think, a problem with a lot of like organic brands. Like I was saying, it's just like no one who is a woman is really making this because if they were (laughs) they would make it work more right and that's the filter that we put everything through for every brand decision and every decision we make as founders of a business is this something that we want yeah you know is this subscription built the right way for us is it is this product the product we want to personally use and if it's not it's probably not what our friends want to use either Mm -hmm. genius as founders of a business um partners how is it that you, with, with, I assume, a lot of responsibility and keep, like, an idea that you're growing, uh, how do you guys stay grounded and show up for your business and each other? What are the daily practices there? That's such a good question. I think both Alex and I value the time that we spend together kind of brainstorming and working really hard, but also the time that we're able to spend with our loved ones, our friends, um, or I guess those are the same. <laughs> Good one. Um, and so so I would say that we balance it by 
Um, we divvy up the business. Um, I take more of the inward-facing stuff, so supply chain, finance, operations, and Alex owns more of the outward-facing pieces, marketing, PR, branding. Um, obviously, as you know, we're a full-time team of four, so we're really small, and so a lot of those decisions are all made kind of collectively as a group. But um, but we try to be really respectful of kind of the time that we spend together and and making sure that that's really used in the most efficient way um, and then you know apart as well and balancing that with you know friends and family and um, and like we really both love to work out and um, I don't know I also feel like we have maybe because we became friends you know almost simultaneously as we were starting to build the business um, there was a really nice level of respect for like the working styles that we both had and um, the way that we approached problems. I mean, the methodology doesn't always align, but we're both really respectful of of the way we both kind of approach problems. That's great. And what kind of um, like feedback and reactions are you getting? Like, are you guys getting a lot of subscribers? Do people are your um, clients interactive with you? Like, what's going on? Yeah. So. It really feels like the brand is resonating with the customer that we hoped it would resonate with. Amazing. Um, we're getting a lot of really positive feedback about the brand voice and the fact that we're being transparent with women. And um, we have a lot of women say they love the packaging and you know, other women are saying they love the convenience. And so it feels like we're bringing a lot of different value props to the market. Um, and it's been really satisfying to hear from women. They're calling us, they're emailing um, with feedback. And of course, constructive feedback is great too. So we just love to hear from our customers and you know, we'll try and make the product exactly what they all want. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unbelievable to you know, have such an intimate relationship with customers um, and, and feel like you know, we're establishing the brand voice and messaging in a way that makes women, you know, trust us off the bat. Um, and I think that's just because, you know, we're a female-founded company. We're approaching, a, you know, every problem with, um, you know, from the eyes of the customer. Um, and I think that's really created an amazing bond between us and, and anybody who's reaching out to us. Yeah. I feel like people are kind of more and more these days, like, I don't know if it has to do with the internet or what, but I feel like people are wanting to feel personally connected to all the brands that they engage with. And I think everyone's kind of sick of being left out in the cold like by a brand that's irresponsible. Like it is really fucked up that they just make tampons that have to possibly toxic ingredients in it. Possibly. Like, yeah. What the well, fuck is that? that? Nobody's it's saying like, anything. Right. I mean, and yeah, yeah to get like back so to that dark. point, it's just like, you know, the messaging on the box like shouldn't have the word may in it. Like it may contain like how can you, you know, like, know, you're like you don't go to inside a, of your like birth canal? Yeah, actually, no, like, your vagina is the most absorptive part of your body. It's like crazy, right? And like you would never go to a restaurant and order a salad that like may contain garbage. Yeah, gross. Garbage. I'll take the garbage salad. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you guys are in the wellness space, really leading the way. We love so much what you're doing. Huge fans of it. Have it in the bathroom. It's in her car. Yeah. Oh, right. oh you thank guys you guys. It's like my all the time. Oh my god, I'm out and I need a tampon. Thank God they sent these to me. Thanks. So thank you for for what you're providing, and I think you're total game changers. And so where can people subscribe? Mylola.com. Yep. Mylola.com. Um, and then they customize their box of 18 tampons. Pick how many boxes they want and at what cadence. Okay. And new customers can get two boxes for the price of one. Ooh. Love a deal. And Love what about deal. social media? 
my Lola Graham on Instagram. Cute. Lola on Facebook and my Lola tweet. You guys got it down. <laughs> we do what we can. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jordana and Alex. You guys are rad. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, that's a retrograde. So I hope everyone is on their laptop subscribing to Lola as we speak. And let's, uh, for lack of a better word, keep the flow going on to Elisa Vitti's part two of our interview with her. Let's do it. Fun. So we got to talk about the birth control pill. Oh, yes. It's so often used as a Band-Aid as opposed to what it's actually used for, which Mm -hmm. is that of preventing pregnancy. pregnancy. And a lot of times I know – Hallelujah. Right. That we have that. Beautiful thing. But a lot of friends of mine will have, for instance, irregular periods and their OBGYN will put them on birth control. Talk to us about why that's fucked up. Yes. So uh, here's the issue. The issue is that when your period is not functioning, something is not working between the pituitary gland and the ovary, right, and the pancreas with insulin and the adrenals with cortisol, all these different hormones that, that, that work synergistically to, ha- to help you have a healthy, regular cycle, they're not working. You put the synthetic hormones of the pill in, and what that does immediately is it shuts down the natural action of the pituitary gland and the ovary. So when whilst you are taking birth control pills, you are not having your brain signal to your ovaries at all. This is how it prevents pregnancy. So you are not ovulating. You, these hormones are not cycling through your system. And if you are dysfunctional already, where that's already a problem, taking the pill, which is going to do that even more deeply to you, is not going to fix you. It's actually going to make it worse, right? You already have the issue of the brain not communicating properly to your ovary. Now you're going to take a medication that's going to suppress that altogether. Whatever little bit you were trying to do, now you will do none of. So when you go off the pill, not to mention that it's going to destroy your microbiome and rob you of B vitamins and magnesium, right? So those are essential micronutrients to help you with hormone balance. So now you're stripped of those from taking the pill, and now you've shut off this uh, hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, this conversation, brain-ovary conversation. Now you're off the pill. Why? You feel like it, or it's no longer in alignment with your healthy lifestyle. I think a lot of women are like, you know, sh- shit, I do yoga, I'm drinking juices, I everything's natural that I put in my body, and I'm taking synthetic hormones. What? That just feels out of alignment at a certain point, right? Sure. It always made me fat, too. Well, that you were having a reaction to the estrogen, synthetic estrogen. But anyway, so you go off the pill for either that reason or because you want to get pregnant. And now, whatever issues were there before you went on the pill, right, now they're more deeply entrenched, and your body has to recover its own function anyway. So your symptoms are going to be worse when you get off. You're going to feel worse, and you may not be able to achieve the results that you want, whether it be healthy skin, healthy cycle, or becoming a mother, which is, I think, important to know that there is a potential... Not to mention that they just released a study to say that being on the pill now can permanently alter sex hormone binding globulin, or as my husband calls it, sex goblins. Um, <laughs> he does. He's like, he just takes all the science jargon and he makes up like 13-year-old boy jokes about that. It's fine. He does understand in his own way. So the sex goblins are permanently screwed up, and, they, and so that means that you can have a permanent suppression of your sexual response to to your cellular sensitivity to testosterone and that means you can have less 
desire for sex and less orgasmic potential, right? Less sensation, less big O. Oh, no. It also, like, changes. Like, I remember I was on it when I was in a relationship, like, five years ago, and I went off of it. I went on it because he was like, go on it. Go on it (laughs) so I can... Can we just talk Come about that for a you. second? Yeah. And I'm like disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, how about you go on it? Like, No, no, no. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about men for a second. Okay. And let's talk about these this situation with the penises. Okay. So. <clears throat> Which you, situation? The situation that they like, they uh, a, a te- a le- allege that condoms desensitize them or condoms don't fit or there's a problem with the condoms. It's like, sweetie. Like, Okay. It fits. So here's the thing. Every sexually self-expressed, sexually empowered woman should have a basket of condoms of different shapes and sizes and textures and fits in her home at all times for two reasons. One, because until you're in a long-term, like long-term committed serious relationship where you're not going to share partners and do that whole thing, you cannot risk your cervix, your pelvis, to the bacterial exposure that multiple partners can bring you without covering up their shit, okay? First and foremost. Second of all, I'm not even even talking about STDs. Right. I'm talking about like the things that lead to pelvic inflammatory disease and an increase in potential infertility. So it is Bacteria on dicks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that you can say it. (laughs) Just breaking it down. Just not to... 100% of the time, bag it. No question. And then the second reason that you Two condoms even sometimes, maybe. No, just the one (laughs) sign. (laughs) But if you're worried about pregnancy, I would also use, like, cervical film or cervical cap or a diaphragm. Like, you can get the cervical film at, uh, like, CVS, Dwayne Reed, if you don't want to get fitted for it. If you want to double up your pregnancy protection, you would double up you and the partner. But the partner always, if it's a penis we're talking about, always cover that up. Always. Until you're with the one that you're going to be with and procreate with and that's it. Okay, that's the first one. And then the second reason why you keep the basket of said assortment is because when said gentleman gentleman is like lamenting, oh my penis, it just, it doesn't feel right in a condom and it's falling off and I, or I break them. Oh my God, I break them. Whatever he's saying to you, whatever bullshit he's slinging, you will say, great, let's have a condom fashion show. And it will be part of your... <laughs> hey, nothing gets a guy hard. Like your cervix <laughs> as a runway. <laughs> but you know, like make it part of the fun exploration of each other getting to know each other. Put on like a funky mix. You know, put on some favorite music and have him try on a few and yes, in between, you know, continue to fluff him so he feels like he's enjoying the process but do not stop until you find one that works for him because it's not going to work for you to be sexually active with him until he finds one that works for you guys to have the sex. It's like Mm. a non-negotiable. It's like you're not, you should not bear the burden of him being lazy and not being willing to do this for you. He's not worthy of entering your sacred area if he's not going to put one of these things on, I swear to God. My gosh, 25-year-old me should have heard that. I really wish I met you 15 years ago. (laughs) You're meeting me now. It's never never too late to take care of your lady parts and your cervix and to to respect the, you know, I can't use the word sacred vessel enough when it comes to that area of your body. That is like a place of worship, and everyone must be properly attired to worship properly. 
to be involved in the congregation. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say, going back about the needed him, him wanting to ejaculate inside of me. Um, <laughs> then I was on birth control and I wasn't attracted to him in the same way. Oh yeah, that's And so I was fun, like, right? now I don't even want to have sex, so like, what's the point of any of this? Right, that's the joke, right? Like, you lose your sex drive. It's not so just you can, that like, you lose fuck? your sex drive. It's not just that you lose <laughs> your sex drive. Psycho. Harvard yeah. and Oxford both fat. did <laughs> studies where they showed that women who were on the birth control pill had a, an alteration in their pheromone receptivity. So they were actually attracted to men that are not ideal genetic matches for them. Oh. So when you so I always say if you're gonna if you meet someone or you let's say you meet someone and you've been on the pill, before you accept a proposal of marriage from said gentleman, both of you should want you to go off the pill for a period of six months to make sure, a couple months to detox from the medication, and a couple months to get your cycle back, and a couple of months to really identify if the attraction is still there. Because nine times out of 10, it won't be. That is fucked up. So you are actually attracted to the wrong people while you're on the pill. And you should only date while you're off the pill so that you can attract at least, pheromonally speaking and genetically speaking, an ideal match for you. Then you can, if you have a healthy cycle, go on the pill if you'd like to, still use condoms until you are situated properly. But, you know, yeah. Like, the idea that there is a genetic like match for you is crazy to me like it's not just like one person no i know but, but like that that's that's actually like the oh, root yeah. of it is well i mean insane. we're here to procreate we're here right. to reproduce so we're, right. we're there are a lot of biological hardwiring to to optimize enough genetic variants so that the offspring is the optimally healthy version right so if you're on the mm. pill you're attracting partners where the genetic variance is lower and so the offspring will be less likely to thrive, right? So it's really, really important, not just for you to be, like, turned on by your, the armpit smell of your partner, which but is what I do tested. love that. Yeah, well, that, that, yeah <laughs> you're supposed to. And if, you, if, you're, if you're nuzzling up to pit and it's, like, mm, not sour. doing it for you or just not doing it for you or sour and you've been on the pill, you need to reassess this partner because the ch it's not just you and your pleasure. It's also the health of your offspring, their microbiome and all the things that we're now linking, brain development to the microbiome of your child, so, so important. So you, women, see, this is all going back to, it's not just about the pill or take, is the pill good or bad? No, it's just about your relationship to your body and your relationship to your cycle and the way you decide to take charge of that and leverage that in your life benefits you and everyone around you and generations. So like literally your period is like a whole powerful opportunity for you to positively contribute to, to your culture, to your community. Wow. And we don't think of it that way. But if we think yeah. about it from a genetic standpoint and a relationship standpoint and, uh, you know, productivity, standpoint, there's so many things that we can use it to our benefit to apply to. Wait, what are other indicators kind of, of 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 being uh like in the wrong partnership or in the right one or in the right one? Yeah. Well, I mean, for so a positive a positive spin on the question, oh. like other smells besides armpits, like all the taste things. Like, yeah, what are they? Yes, yeah, so, you know, help my life. Okay, so male saliva, yeah, contains a lot of testosterone. So if you are receptive to your partner's testosterone when you're making out with them, right, it requires 
kissing passionately to get this saliva going. Um, it can help you boost your sex drive. So making out with your partner should have an effect where you are positively influenced by testosterone. This, of course, is not just good for... Um, you know, kissing in the mouth area. It's also, we do have receptor sites for testosterone on our clitoris and our vagina. So, you know, I'm a, I think you certainly a sign to know that you're with the right guy if he knows how to talk to you properly. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so that's another important thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, really it's, it's, I would say some of the basic physiology like smells, but also his willingness to, to, to take proper physical care of you and then his openness to engaging you in a conversation about how and how your hormones are affecting you and what you guys can do together to leverage that in your relationship as opposed to like for example when my husband's out with his guy friends for a guys night out you know they'll inevitably start lamenting at some point about wives and girlfriends and the PMS that affects negatively their relationships and it'll come to be his turn and he'll be like um you know she doesn't have PMS, you know, and they're like, come on, you know, and he's like, no, you know, but here's what we do instead, you know, we, instead of being behind the eight ball and always falling into like a unnecessary fighting or conflict one week out of the month, which then can spill over, you know, as it builds up month over month, instead of that happening, you know, we have the opportunity to do completely different things and just get ahead of conflict because we're talking about important things in the first half of the cycle second half of the cycle we're doing more romantic nurturing home domestic things so that we're balanced in our relationship and then sexually as well we keep it fresh because we he knows to change it up based on where we are so when you're thinking about monogamy and long-term relationships and and keeping it hot right and and fresh it's like you use the cycle to do that I love the period as this like empowered leader of your life that's such a an amazing way to to live I I want to do it. Do it. I want to do it. Do it. <laughs> you can. You can you do can it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I love this so much. So, yay or nay on birth control? I mean, yay if you don't have hormonal imbalances. Like if you don't have severe issues with your your period being regular. If you don't have a diagnosis of PCOS, endometriosis, fibroids, you know. I would say if you want to just go on and off and it doesn't cause you any problems, then it's fine because it's a great thing to prevent unwanted pregnancy. But if you are someone like me who's hormonally sensitive, who had a diagnosis of PCOS or you're struggling with a regular cycle or heavy bleeding or all sorts of cramping or misery, then before you are a candidate to use the pill for the prevention of pregnancy, you need to get in your flow first, Mm -hmm. clean up your diet, restore the health of your cycle, and then you put yourself in the other camp of women who can go on and off of it without issue. Mm. Fix your flow first, and then you can use the pill if you want to. It's a personal choice, though. So I guess we're curious, like an overreaching question, is the pill, the Nuvering, IUD, all of these forms of birth control, are they safe for us beyond us it being a personal choice? I do think the future should involve more testing, you know, for example, the MTHFR mutation is in is a huge indicator of predisposition to pulmonary embolism, which can be a, a side effect of taking any synthetic hormones, the, the pill or the IUD or the Mirena, whatever. And you can, you know, I think we should not just use the pill. I mean, I think it's unusual 
that such a powerful medication is being prescribed now in such a universal way to younger and younger girls, 13 years old, um, so that they can, like, get rid of a few pimples or, you know, cramps. cramps or, I mean, that's the time when your body's so young and, and resilient to, to make food changes and just nip it in the bud before it becomes a bigger problem. You go down the road of these medications, it's a, it opens up a whole other can of worms that you will have to deal with at some point. And if you are someone who's sensitive to synthetic hormones, I mean, let's not forget that I mean, I think it was 20 years ago when Oprah went through menopause on national television that there was this whole controversy about taking synthetic hormones. Hormone replacement therapy was basically discovered to be a big, you know, no-no because causing a lot of problems like serious health compromises, right? Um, cancer and death, let's be specific, that they were, they were like, yeah, this is not for every woman, and we can't just make this the universal cure for menopause. We have to do more testing. It has to be much more individualized. And I think, you know, the pill is synthetic hormone replacement therapy. You stop making hormones altogether. You take this pill, which contains the synthetic hormones. You're not really having a period. You're just having breakthrough bleeding on the days where you're taking the sugar pill. So it's not really a period you're having wow. at all. So, you know, is that appropriate for every individual with all of the genetic variants that we do have, I think it would be wise if we started doing some other kinds of testing. Test your microbiome. Are you even a candidate to, to tolerate the pill, given what we know it does to the microbiota? You know, Do you have dysbiosis? Then you might want to clear that up before you take the pill. You might finish doing all this healing of your body and think, you know what? I don't want to take that now. I'd rather cycle sync and use protection and even however you want to manage there's many ways it's so trust me for all the women that call me baby mama because I get them pregnant <laughs> it is so much harder to get pregnant than you think it is and even though that's the one thing that you're told as a young person like fear your body because you could get pregnant you know by accident right it's the last thing I'm afraid of. It's it's such a it's such a overblown Seriously. conversation, and and we're not given all this other information, so we're just we are just left to kind of fear everything that's going on inside of us. When in fact, leaning into the information is the way to really be empowered and to make the right choice for you. So yeah, we just want to thank Elisa Vitti for uh, that second part of the interview that we did in New York. We worship you. And you can check her book out, Woman Code. We'll have a link to that on the website and uh, all her various social media, which is at Flow Living, F-L-O. Like Aunt Flo. And flowliving.com. Indeed. Check her out, you guys. So thanks to Elisa and the Lola girls. Yes, that's a retrograde. It's time for Roses and Thorns. Roses and Thorns. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Mm. What you got, Steph? Oh, we're doing a dub, a dubstep remix. You know, I almost just said dub smash. Yeah. Officially, it, all dubstep is dub, dub smash to me. Yeah. Which is that app where you <laughs> sing songs. Love, Rose, Rose. I really, really want to do that more often. <laughs> Rose dub smash. <laughs> Seriously. Yesterday, we had the honor, I guess, of going to Ambi's house and... Ambi Stitham, who was our guest two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm just like, if you guys don't know who that is, <laughs> get out of my house. <laughs> uh, and we went to her house and she did a full moon sound bath. She played five crystal bowls and three gongs for an hour and sent us <laughs> onto another planet, for lack of a better explanation. 
It was so awesome and relaxing and crazy. You were like tripping balls after. Yeah, I honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I had never done a sound bath in that capacity. Mm -hmm. I think I experienced the gong situation probably on like one or two festival journeys when I'd been on drugs and were like in the woods and there's like a sound experience opportunity <laughs> but I never most clinical way I've ever heard that describe sound experience opportunity networking yeah. with gongs exactly. <laughs> but uh so I didn't really know what to expect I don't think I was like felt one way or the other about it afterwards physically could not speak use words yeah I was really it was really beautiful yeah I mean I love it when you don't talk so yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it was a beautiful experience. I All I have to say is that if anybody ever has the opportunity to test out, just do it. Try it. I, I liked it because, yeah, there was a, a number of girls like our age there, but then there was like an older woman there, and I was in the elevator with her as I was coming in, and she had been there before, and she's just like, it makes me feel so relaxed, and it makes me set my week properly, and, and it's just like I would never see that woman on the street and be like, She's going to sound baths, you know, and it was just one of those experiences where, like you said, you don't know what to expect and you walk away getting exactly what you need. It was really beautiful. Very clearing. Yeah, I had some cool visuals happening. Yeah. Aggressively was jumping on a couch in my head. Don't know what that means. Love that. Yeah, it was really cool. And I just kept going, I'm jumping! Um, <laughs> that's a great rose. My rose is similar to that. That's part of my rose. This past month has just been challenging. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of, you know, we keep bringing up retrograde ad nauseum, but we can do that because it's the word that's in our show, so deal with it. Yeah. Um, but it's been really challenging, and because of that challenge and that discomfort within my day-to-day -day, really forced me to challenge myself and put myself on a regimen. Talked about, like, doing a daily yoga practice, and I went as far as, like, I was doing – the infrared sun is frequently and just trying to raise my vibrations did a crystal healing we did an incredible uh group channeling with some friends and mikey dimitrovich when he was in town mm -hmm. former guest Got that was mind-blowing yeah. oh my god can i talk about that for a second sure okay so we did this group healing with mikey and <laughs> i was sitting with a guy that i'd slept with like a year ago that's now my friend and mikey had no idea about that situation and all of a sudden he starts like he's reading the room he's reading everyone specifically he read Elizabeth and Ryan Weiss together and said that they should like work together and he did not know that that was a pre-existing relationship something. yeah which was cool and then he comes to me and Brian and he's like starts talking about how there's like this opportunity for us to be like really intimate and learn something from each other and like first of all I could not turn around and look at Brian because I was like I can't I can't, I can't connect with you on this right now. It's like too mind blowing. But also, it was a really beautiful confirmation of like my instincts being right. You mean when you were like psycho addicted to what is dicted and like couldn't handle it? Yeah, a couple sure. Years ago, sure. However, <laughs> however, however you want to say it, <laughs> obsessed, <laughs> intuitive, whatever. <laughs> but it was a good confirmation of me of like. Maybe I didn't handle it the proper way because I was, like, a little younger and, like, more alone and wanted more from the situation. But just right. to know that, like, 
I was actually vibing on something that was like really positive is something that I'm going to take with me in terms of like when I have that impulse to maybe chill out a little bit on it, but to trust myself and that like I know what's good. Yeah, it was really beautiful how he picked up on that. So back to this retrograde, as challenged as I felt internally, it really kind of kicked my ass into motion Mm. in terms of like realigning my journey on this whole wellness, mindfulness path. And I was able to explore some practices that I maybe had put down for a second and uh, really feel more aligned. So That's great. that was awesome. And so that would be a rose. Mm-hmm. Here's my thorn. I feel like you might get on board with this. So it was my brother's birthday last week. And then he decided to have a birthday brunch this weekend. And we all got there at like one and started, you know, brunching as you do, which would be like bagels and alcohol. Correct? Yeah. All the carbs, all the booze. The Bloody Mary accoutrement I brought, I was really proud of that. Yeah, that was great. That was some adult shit. That was a – this is a fun – if you never know what to bring somebody for a brunch, go to the grocery store and get anything that you think would be on a fancy Bloody Mary garnish. So she brought shrimp. She brought pickled vegetables, pickles. Radishes. Radishes. Celery. Yeah. Horseradish. Just like all the all the pizzazz. No, that was great. And but what was not great is that Elizabeth and I are now out of our twenties. So after after seven hours of drinking during the day, we were passed out by ten p.m. Yeah, and thorn. That's life. Because I had plans. <laughs> yeah, I'll piggyback on that. There, I we were we were horizontal by by ten. And you go. I only had two bagels. <laughs> like that's a lot of bagels. <laughs> Well, you but know, I also had like bagels. three and a half, so. I love me the bagels. But yeah. my thorn, and although this, this sounds really cunty, I'm really bummed that we did not get to experience the snowstorm. How dare you? Do you want to know why? Yeah. Because I feel like it would justify uh, my incessant Vanderpump rules watching. Oh, my God. If I was horizontal on the couch when it's snowing out, that's much more justifiable than doing so – uh, when it's like 60 degrees and like partly overcast. Do no, you know what I'm saying? I totally hear you. Oh, Literally but- everyone on the East Coast is like, fuck yeah, you, Elizabeth. Not, not on my vibe. She's like, it's so nice. I'm just like so over it. But that's okay. <laughs> um, but I'll say this. To our passing out slash me wanting to be horizontal, uh, we did get to watch the O.J. Simpson American Crime Story. Yes, we did. Stephanie's brother had a screener of it, mm-hmm. and we watched four out of the six episodes. Oh, I watched three because I fell asleep. Um, ate that shit up like candy. It's so good. I wanted it to be a little bit more real and a little bit less Ryan Murphy, but it's good. And I could have also just been like a little too stoned to be watching Cuba Gooding Jr. playing O.J. I'll give that to myself. Yeah. Might have just been like, mm, you took I was too ready much. for him to be like, show me the money any second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any second. And then, sorry, John Travolta, but you were schmacting for me. Uh, do you know who my rose of the year is? Do tell. David Trimmer as Robert Kardashian. Yes. Welcome back to the fucking party, David Trimmer. He was such a good friend. Never forget. <laughs> yeah, you're so dumb. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. What a magnificent show. Yep. Can't wait to get my period. I, I can wait. No, I'm just rip, roaring ready to go in February. But I guess it's like ease up on the carbs. 
pearly sun. Except for yesterday. <laughs> Ease up on the carbs except for at brunch. Except for if you're brunching. Yeah. So you guys will have a link to Lola. And when you guys subscribe, which we totally think you should, enter so retrograde at checkout and uh, you'll get a little fabulous discount. You guys are welcome. And speaking of signing up for things, you can now go to thatsoretrograde.com and sign up for our mailing list. And we won't spam you because that's bad karma. But we just thought we'd start cultivating our community of fabulous listeners. So you can go do that on our homepage. And you can also interact with us via all these different very modern technologies such as <laughs> Instagram at so retrograde, Twitter at so retrograde, that's so retrograde at gmail.com, and Snapchat at Steph Simbari and Elizabeth Cott because we haven't cultivated a group Snapchat yet. Uh, mine's private, but feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on her door, she won't answer. Um, well, what a show this has been. Wishing you all love and light. And uh, and we're at a retrograde, yay! But don't get too excited because there's still a shadow. Boo! <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde.